Hello, everyone, and welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast. I'm your host, Camry Widmer, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about a touchy subject. Next week, we'll be back with another interview from another fantastic person in the Western industry, so stay tuned for that. But this week, we are going to talk a little bit about animal welfare and how to handle different situations that regard that. Um, It's really important, and it's something that as we move forward that we all get to educate ourselves and educate others that we can keep this life that we love going strong for many generations to come. Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast, where we empower youth to be their best selves through the values and traditions of the rodeo and Western lifestyle. Animal welfare in the rodeo world. What does that mean to start out with? So when we're talking about animal welfare today, we're talking about how animals are treated and taken care of. And right now in the world, it's kind of scary. In our bubble in the rodeo world, um, I believe that, um, I know for me at least, I sometimes live in a little bit of a bubble where I'm immersed in it and I'm surrounded by it all the time. And I watch the Cowboy Channel and I work with rodeo kids and I do clinics and camps and ride horses all the time and enter rodeos and attend them. And it's what's on my social media and it's in my emails. It's everywhere. It's the people I surround myself with. So I have this bubble that is right smack dab in the center of it. Uh, But outside of that bubble is so much of a bigger world. And I love my bubble by all means. But today, I just want to share a little bit about things to think about with animal welfare and how it's affecting our industry and how we as cowboys and cowgirls and Western lifestyle enthusiasts can just educate ourselves so that we can educate others so that we can take a stand and, like I say, continue this life that we love going on for generation to generation. So, okay, when we talk about animal welfare, we are talking about how animals are treated. And if you follow much rodeo news, um, you'll know that there are cities in America like L.A. and New York. And uh, those are the two big ones that I know about who have gone above and beyond to try to ban rodeos altogether. Rodeos, bull ridings, even some 4-H events, youth rodeos. Um, Something that I learned about in California is that some of the youth rodeos, at least, in the breakaway roping, they draw a line at the end of the arena before the shoots and and the calf roping. I believe all uh, calf and steer related um, events. And when they get to that line, if they haven't caught the calf or steer by then, then they have to slow up or else they get disqualified, Um, which is fine. I understand... um, you know, that everybody has their different rules, but that's just one thing that many of us don't even think about when we're immersed in the bubble of the industry. So an alarming fact to me anyway, a statistic, um, and I've said this before on other podcasts and I try to repeat it as often as possible just because I feel like it's important that we remember that we are a minority of people um, in the world right now when it comes to being involved with agriculture and specifically with rodeo. 
So if there's approximately 326 million people in America, only 2% of those people have direct ties to agriculture. And we talk about agriculture, we're talking about any kind of farming, that's any kind of food that is grown, any kind of meat that we eat, any kind of cheese, potato chips, I mean candy bars, anything. That all comes from agriculture in some way, shape, or form. And then we have like anything that we eat, the fish, um, fishing and wildlife, that kind of stuff. Um, anything with the forest that's related with the timber reserves or the DNR, any kind of ranching, any kind of fishing in the sea um, or catching wild game, anything like that is all agriculture related. Um, and then, of course, we have the ranching and rodeo that many of us are more um, aware of and in tune with. So if that's only 2% of the population that is the total number of that, that gives us around 6 million people. And so if we take that and we think about how many people are actually involved in rodeo directly, the number gets pretty darn small. I'm not exactly sure the statistic, but to me that just lets me know that we have a really um, awesome opportunity to educate so many people about it. And um, another interesting thing that I learned the other day when I was trying to figure out how many ponies are in America is that in, I think it was like in the 1900s or something, there were some 21 million horses, mules, donkeys, ponies, just equine animals in the United States. And now we're down to like 3 million. So just that number alone was like, wow, we have decreased that much, which Clearly, we don't use horses for work like they did back then. You know, they're more for recreational purposes. And, you know, yes, we train them professionally and all of that. But the majority of horses now are for recreation and for fun, which is awesome. But so those are just things that we as cowboys and cowgirls need to remember as we walk into conversations and are faced with situations, especially the next generation coming up. Um, if you watch the news, like I said, if you're involved in agriculture, you heard about some of the scary things with beef farmers and just agriculture in general and these greenhouses where they're starting to build these multi-level greenhouses and just doing away with a lot of things or they're trying to get away from the agriculture as we know it. Um, so anyway, to go on with the rodeo animal welfare, um, there are people like PETA and animal rights activists who... Um, are really coming against the rodeo world and there are lots of things on social media and there are people who make big mistakes and in, in my opinion maybe not big mistakes but poor decisions on what they put on social media and how they portray this life that we love so much um and that it is fragile and by doing that you know some of the controversy that goes on um, has begun just because we have such access to media but you know we've been to rodeos before where there's people standing outside with signs and trying to protest and petition and all of that and we just need to know how to handle that so the first thing that I want to talk about is what causes these issues what causes people to not like rodeo um, a big deal of it is just a lack of education they don't understand why we do it where we where it came from the history behind it how we take care of the animals uh, the disconnection to agriculture so you know if if you don't understand that the reason that we have calf roping as an event is because originally you know and it's still today many people all across the country and across the world still go out there and rope calves and tie them up so they can doctor them in the pasture safely and accurately without them squabbling around while you're trying to give them an injection um 
So there's just a lot of people who just don't understand that stuff because they're not involved in agriculture at all. And then there's definitely the poor communication on our behalf. Those of us who are ingrained in it uh, maybe have a tendency to get defensive or write people off when they don't understand or when they confront us about anything. Um, or maybe we just don't address it at all. Maybe we are in a situation where we have our country life or our rodeo life and then we have our school life or our work life and they're two completely different things and we don't ever talk about it. Uh, not that we have to intertwine everything, but I do still think it's important for us to communicate what it means to us, why we do it, and the passion that we have behind it. And another thing that causes animal welfare is people who really do mistreat our animals and who don't feed them and who don't take care of them and who are aggressive and abusive. So there's definitely that too. So how are we going to handle this? How do we handle this issue that's coming up in America? We're going to start with what not to do. One, don't get defensive. If somebody has a question about the industry or has an argument um, or they feel like they're being argumentative, just let it be, let it rest. Because by getting defensive, uh, we only add fuel to the fire. And, you know, there are things that, again, if you're not, if you didn't grow up with it, if you don't understand it, if you don't just love it because you love it, then some of it does look bad from an outsider's point of view. You know, watching a calf be roped and the way that that goes down sometimes can look bad. And the idea of having an animal buck on purpose when most of us don't want to ride animals that buck. You got to give people some grace for not understanding why we would do that or what it looks like. So um, just don't argue about that kind of stuff. Have a, It's great to have a conversation about things, uh, but try to keep your cool and your calm and really work on the kind of tone that you have. Make it an educational opportunity. Make it an opportunity to open somebody's mind and to share the experience that you've had and how wonderful it's been. Um, and then, again, don't look down on them because... They might not be wrong for viewing things the way that they do, and that's okay. We don't. We can agree to disagree sometimes. And there are people, like we talked about just a second ago, that do abuse animals. So if you see somebody doing that and somebody else that is unaware says, well, I saw somebody do this and they did that and they were really aggressive, we don't have to defend people who do the wrong thing. We can say, hey, I mean, just like anything – We've got some bad eggs, unfortunately. There are people who do mistreat them, but if you look around, how many other people did you see who took really, really, really good care of their animals? Because it's going to be 99 to 1 every time, or, you know, the percentage is so low. Um, so don't defend those people. Um, if you ever do get into a heated moment, uh, pick your battles. You know, there's definitely a time to walk away, and... That's probably more often the better option and then come back when everybody cools down. And if you go into a rodeo or um, a facility or a place, a board meeting or anything where people are hostile and they're grouping up together, um, sometimes it's better just to stay away and don't approach them, especially if you're behind, if you're by yourself, if you're younger, uh, make sure that you tell somebody if that's going on and just try to not put yourself in a situation that's not uh, conducive to anything. And definitely don't engage in keyboard wars, guys. If you want to, if you want to put facts and figures and history and, you know, stuff that you can really back up, 
rule books, that's great too. If you can do that, then by all means, you know, put out what you feel like um, is important. But when we engage in keyboard wars with people who just want to fight and are just looking for a fight, it's kind of like they talk about when you wrestle with pigs, everybody gets muddy, but the pigs enjoy it. Uh, so we just don't want to get involved in that kind of stuff because it's not good for anyone. And eventually, if you ever read through those things, it usually just ends up adding more fuel to the fire than whatever would have been good. And of course, don't yell or get physical. It is not worth it. And that goes back to the pigs. You know, when you, if you wrestle with a pig, you both get dirty, except the pig likes it. So just don't add extra attention or energy to a negative situation. We want these to be, if we're going to talk about animal welfare, there are much better ways to handle it. Like being prepared. You know, just being prepared, knowing your facts, uh, research, ask professionals if you're ever in a situation or if you ever have a question about anything, uh, and be open-minded. When you go to rodeos, like after you listen to this podcast, go to your rodeo and think about if you had never been there, what are some things that look like they could be misinterpreted? And then ask about it and do your research so that you can say, hey, actually... I went to my rule book after I talked to the director about that and I found out that there are actually five rules that prevent against this animal getting hurt. And there is a whole list of rules of the kind of spurs that you can use for horses that buck and riding bulls. And there's a certain kind of material that we have to use. And it's if we don't, we get fined. Um, knowing that kind of stuff and being able to have that conversation that way with a good tone again, um, makes it a much better experience and we have a much better chance because if we just fight to fight and because we like it because we love it and it's what we've always done well that doesn't always work so know your rule books again I just mentioned that you know there's a lot of rules in the PRCA rule book the NHSRA um, any of your URA or local amateur rodeo associations or regional rodeo associations will have rule books. And there are all kinds of rules in every event that includes livestock uh, to protect those horses. And even in like your barrel racing and pole bending, you know, there's rules against um, if you get too aggressive, you know, they will fine you for that kind of stuff. So we want to make sure that we understand that and we're able to regurgitate it if we're ever faced with that situation. Um, and know your values. Why do you rodeo? What has it taught you? What have you seen in horses? What has your experience been? If if you ride them and you get to, you've gotten to take a horse that's young or inexperienced or one that you didn't really know very well and you've gotten to build a bond with them and when you tie goats how maybe you had a goat that you tied for a long time and then it became a pet goat I know we've certainly had plenty of those um and just understand that kind of stuff and be able to answer those questions and then again if you're ever in this situation stay calm just breathe, smile, and stay neutral. Stay open-minded to what they have to say. If you don't have an answer to a question or something, you'd say, hey, I've just never thought about it that way. Um, I appreciate your point of view. I'm going to think about that and do some research, and maybe we can have this conversation again later because that's really interesting. Uh, again, don't get hostile because it doesn't do any good. Other things that we can do um, if we get into a situation where we're having this conversation is ask a lot of questions. You know, somebody says, well, this happened and this is terrible. Then you can say, well, 
what what really happened or do you have facts to back that up or did the calf actually die or um you know just different things make sure you just ask plenty of questions and depending on what the event is do you know why we rope calves um where that came from and the doctoring aspect of it and just the the history that goes behind it and the heritage and the tradition and how long it's been going on um depending on who the person is you can just say hey you know um, have you ever been to a rodeo uh, there's people who will fight and argue about things that have never actually experienced it or been around the people or um, had the opportunity to really understand it. So you can just nicely say, hey, have you ever been there? Have you ever ridden a horse? Have you ever talked to somebody? Um, have you ever gone back to somebody's trailer and seen the amount of feed and tack and equipment and the kind of stuff and, and the things that they have to keep their horses and their animals protected? And have you ever gone to a stock contractor's house and like seen how much feed they have there and the kind of facilities and their vet bills and the medicine and all of the things that they have to take care of these animals? Um, because those are the things that often get overlooked when we're uneducated and not directly related to it. They don't really think about the other side. They We see what we see and it looks bad and we forget that, oh, actually if these animals get hurt in any way, shape, or form, that costs us a lot of money. And even though most of us don't do it for the money, we care about our animals and we love our animals, that is a number and a figure and a fact. The numbers and money is something that every single person in the world can relate to. And nobody wants to lose money. So if you can say, hey, like, if you just think about it, like if we didn't take care of these animals and if what we did hurt them so often, I mean, yeah, accidents happen by all means. But if these animals got hurt on a regular basis, we would be so far in debt and in so much trouble financially that we couldn't afford to do this anyway. So we really love and care about these animals and we want to take care of them. And we buy this kind of feed for this and the supplements and all of the, the hay and the kind of hay and all the things that go into it and the vet bills and the medicine and the vaccinations. If you can talk about that. You can get pretty far ahead pretty fast in a conversation. Last but not least, like I said in the beginning, we all have a responsibility to know our stuff and to educate ourselves and be able to educate others every time we get the opportunity because this is something that can go away. This is something that we are not guaranteed and that if while it seems like there's so many great things happening, and there are, there are so many wonderful opportunities, it could go away before we know it. I mean, it only takes a series of so many incidents for things to happen and the wrong people to get a hold of the wrong information and spread it in a way that's not good for this to go away. So we just want to be careful. We want to be smart. We want to be inclusive. Include as many people as you can. If you can invite people to the rodeo, if you can invite people back to your trailer, if you can do things that just allow people to step into our world and experience and feel the energy and the love and the passion and the desire and the drive and the generosity and the care that we all have for each other and for the animals, every single one of them, we can change a lot of opinions and we can help the industry grow again for generations to come. 
So I hope that helps you guys out with just a few things to think about. Please have the conversations in the truck. Please have these conversations with your friends. I hope you never, ever have to get into any kind of situation where you actually have to put it to, into practice um, for negative reasons. But I hope you're able to take this information and educate more and more people about it. Everybody, thank you for tuning in and listening. Safe travels, good luck, and God bless. tuning in to the rodeokids.com podcast as always please share with anybody who could gain something from this let them know about the podcast and what we have to offer we are constantly trying to brew some new stuff up and with that being said we have an exciting new thing coming on july 1st on rodeokids.com that is going to include anybody and everybody under the age of 21 who loves rodeo and the western way of life so stay tuned for that and if you are interested in scheduling a rodeo kids clinic please reach out to us at info at rodeokids.com we have a full schedule right now we just had one in deep river iowa last weekend that was awesome we had 13 kids and we worked on barrel raising pole bending goat tying and breakaway and it was an action-packed full learning experience for two and a half days that was super fun and we also have one coming up in Colorado at the Rifle the Flat Tops Cowboy Church Rodeo Bible Camp. We'll be headed out there here in a couple weeks and then we go to Utah after that. So we are loving the clinics and we love doing everything that we can to help you guys out. So check it out on the rodeokids.com clinics tab. If you are interested in scheduling one give us a call or send us an email and we will get one set up as soon as possible. Thank you guys and have a blessed day.